Just Our Real Estate, episode number 236. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host. And today I have a great show for you lined up, some good content, some things that you can take action on right away and really hopefully learn from and apply to your business immediately. But before I do, couple of quick questions for you. Are you new to real estate? And I think you are. I think my listeners in general, a lot of them are new to real estate. They haven't done their first deal, or at least they haven't done a lot of deals. So relatively new, kind of kind of feeling your way through and need some help. If that's the case, if that describes you, then I have a really, really important suggestion for you. You should write this down. Go to justourrealestate.com, my website. On the right-hand side, there is a little banner there, a little advertisement for a program called the Fail Fast Flipping Program. This program is designed for new and relatively new real estate investors who just have questions and they need answers and they don't know how to do all the different phases. They can't quote a rehab. They don't know where to find properties. They don't know where to get funding. They don't know what to do if they do get a property under contract. How do you manage a flip? How do you find tenants? How do you find houses to buy and hold? All of the questions that you have in real estate and all of the things that are holding you back from being everything you can be can be found and answered in this program. Guys, listen, I'm one of the guys who are helping run this program. I'm one of the people involved helping people like you get all of their questions answered. It's sort of a group forum. There's a mastermind component to it as well as a lot of video content for you to watch and absorb and learn. It's called the Fail Fast Flipping Program. It was started by my buddy over at House Flipping HQ, Justin Williams, and I'm telling you this program is the highest quality I have ever seen in all of my years in the business or I wouldn't be involved in it. I'll tell you that right now. So if you go to my website on the right hand side, there's a little banner for the fail fast flipping program. I suggest you click it and go check that out. Now, if you're if you're in a little bit different situation, if you're an investor and you you know you have this kind of figured out and you really don't necessarily need help getting started, but you're not yet generating leads online. If you've done the direct mail, if you've done the MLS thing, and 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 you've dealt with wholesalers to try to find properties, but you want another avenue, if you feel like you need another way to bring properties and bring leads to you every single day, like I do, you should go also to my website, juststarrealestate.com. On the right-hand side, there's another little banner called the Lead Propeller banner. And if you click on Lead Propeller, that is a site that you'll go to that will explain to you a product that my friend Danny Johnson created over at Lead Propeller. And it is a custom built site. It's a site that's very customizable that you can create to generate leads for your business. I have done it. It's bringing in leads for me. I know that you'll love it. And when you go there to the Lead Propeller site, Type in the promo code just start and you'll get one month free. So you'll be able to set up your domain, pick a domain name, get your website all worked out so that it looks great in a very, very easy to follow format that Danny laid out for you about getting these sites set up. Set up your site. If you don't love it after a month, you don't have to pay anything. That's the beauty of it, but you have to put in the promo code just start. 
go through my website and it's right there for you guys. So we have getting started. We have answering all of your real estate questions covered in the fail fast flipping program. And then if you have all of that sort of going for you and you've already done a lot of, a lot of deals, then you need a lead generating website and that's what lead propeller is so we got two great products there for you guys to help you in almost every phase of your business so go check them out click click through my website to get these special uh bonuses that you get as being a, a listener of this program and i hope you do if you do it and you love it let me know if you do it and and you have any questions also let me know i'll be happy to help you okay guys let's dive into today's content Okay, guys, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Today, I want to dive into something that I think is important, and it's something that's not discussed maybe as enough as uh, as much, I should say, as it should be. I want to talk to you about some of the things that you need to do in order to keep your private money lenders happy and and keep them coming back to you to lend you money for your flips or for your rentals or whatever the case may be. There are certain things that every private lender expects from you. You as an investor and you know there's a lot of, of people out there talking about how you can find private lenders and how you can you know convince them to loan you money for your deals but there's not enough time spent on once you get them once you get them to loan you money and once you get them to trust you how do you keep them coming back and how do you keep them happy so that they willingly and happily lend you money time after time after time and this is something that I've had to work on uh, especially in the beginning of my house flipping career because I had never borrowed this kind of money from someone before. I really wasn't sure what they expected or what they needed. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about. There's definitely a lot of aspects of working with a lender or working with anyone in business and what you should do and etiquette and, and, and best practices. So, I mean, I literally could could talk for hours on this, do at least a week of podcast and and give you, you know, a lot of a lot of things, but I want to kind of cover some of the basics. I want to take it from a high level and cover some of the the very basics of of working with a private investor and what you should do and what you need to do in order to keep them coming back happily. Okay. Number one, and this goes for, I don't care who it is, I have borrowed money from a number of different people for real estate transactions over the years, and I can say one thing that that is common through all of the investors that I've dealt with is they all want proactive communication. What do I mean by proactive communication? Well, what I'm saying is, you know, this was was one of the things that I struggled with. Honestly, um, probably the biggest thing I struggled with when I started borrowing money earlier in my in my investing career is, you know, I would buy a house, and I would send the investor all the information on the house, the sold comps, you know, the the bid from the contractor, and, and I was really good at giving them the financial information and then the projected sales numbers and you know the timeline, and I was really 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 good at communicating that. But once the project started, that's when I, my communication would break down. And it wasn't for any reason other than I was so focused on the on the project and so focused on the rehab and I was so involved with the contractor and following the timeline. Like I was on it. I was on it real hard. But because I was on it, I knew I had it under control. I knew that things were going fine. So in my mind somewhere, my brain told me if everything's going fine, 
don't bother the investor. They, they, you know, they don't need to hear that everything's great. They only want to know if there's a problem. And I, and so if things were going great, I wasn't communicating that. I wasn't telling them, Hey, just checking in to let you know, we're on time. We're on budget. No issues have come up. Right. I mean, it seems sort of like you're not giving them any information, but honestly, for an investor who's loaned money to the project, no news could be good or it could be bad. You're just allowing their, you know, imagination to run wild on what might be going on with their money. So it's very important that you proactively communicate. And I would say at minimum once a week, give them uh, a summary of everything that had gone on that week, how much money was spent, uh, what was finished, what, you know, what didn't get finished. If anything went wrong, obviously, then you want to let them know that. Now, it really depends on, on the investor. Some investors are absolutely fine. End of the week, give me a summary, you know, a couple lines and an email. That's fine. I've had other investors that want to talk to me every week and, and verbally like go through what's happening on the job. I've had a couple of investors who wanted more than once a week communication or they felt like they weren't getting enough. So, you know, it really depends. You have to sort of like feel out the investor, but it's really a good idea in the beginning of the project to have that conversation. Say, hey, you know, Mr. Investor, you know, thank you again for for working with me. And I think this is going to be a great project. I just want to talk about communication before we get started and find out what your expectations are for this project. And for me, as far as communicating with you, do you prefer email? Do you prefer a phone call? Do you expect and do you um, anticipate that I would get back to you once a week with a summary, with with an update? Is that too often? Is that not often enough? And just sort of get their expectations because what's good for one person isn't good for another. So you want to proactively communicate, absolutely Find out their preference, their mode of communication, whether it be phone, text, email, whatever, or and also find out what the frequency of that communication should be. What are their expectations? And then meet those expectations or exceed them. But you know, if someone says, hey, you know, just let me know once a week, give me a summary once a week. Well, don't call them every night, right? That's just silly. That's not what they want. That's that's gonna that's gonna be more of an aggravation, I think. So find out what they want, make sure that's what you're doing, but make sure you're communicating to the level that they expect and deserve for that matter. Okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, always do what you say you're going to do. Now, it may seem obvious, but it's not. Not everyone follows this policy. If you tell them you're going to communicate with them once a week, you had better communicate with them once a week. Not I'll communicate with them once a week as long as I have time or if nothing comes up. You communicate with them once a week rain or shine, as they say, make sure you do it. If you tell them that, you know, you're going to use, um, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, you're going to, you know, uh, list the house, uh, two weeks before it's complete, right? If that's the agreement, then you better list the house two weeks before the rehab's complete. If that was the agreement with your investor or call them proactively, right? Proactive communication, let them know that you've changed your 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 stance on that and tell them why and and just you know if that's the level of of interaction that your investor has now some investors just go here's the money i expect to get paid back within you know 4 to 6 months and this is the arrangement and and just you know i'll see you then 
but some investors are a little bit more hands-on. So it really, a lot of it's going to depend on how long you've been working with them and what your level of experience is, how you know much they're going to want to know what's going on. But in any case, no matter what, if you say, hey, I'm going to you know send you over a copy of a document, I'll do that tonight before I go to bed, don't go to bed until you do it. Make sure that you do everything that you say you're going to do. It builds trust and it builds confidence in you as a person that you follow through and and do what it is that you commit to. So make sure you always do what you say you're going to do, right? If you're not sure if you're going to do it, don't say it or don't commit to it for sure. Okay, and then number three, and this is going to seem obvious, but I'm telling you, it, it, some people don't don't seem to get it. What investors want from you, private investors want from you more than anything is for you to make them money. That's why they're giving you money. Not because they like you and they may like you, but that's not why they're giving you money. They're giving you the money to invest in a, in a project, in a flip or whatever the case may be, because they expect to make money and they expect to make the money that you, you know, quoted or that you projected or you targeted they that's what they expect and if there's anything that is going to keep you from getting them the amount of profit they expect proactively communicate to them early and often right it's difficult to get upset with someone if the project goes a little bit awry when they've been communicated with consistently throughout the project right you know what's happening as an investor it's tough you know you don't want to get blindsided with bad news you want to know what's going on but at the end of the day you're not going to have private money lenders very long if you're not making a money right that's just the way it is that's business it's it's nothing you know it's not it's not a bad thing it's not a negative thing you want to make money or you're not going to invest with that person much longer. So if you want a long term, you know, really mutually beneficial business uh, partnership or arrangement with a private money lender, make them money. Okay, guys, those are my tips today for working with private money lenders. Until tomorrow, if investing in real estate is your dream, if becoming a real estate investor is really what you want to do, there's only one thing you can do to make that dream a reality. Just start. Yeah. <laughs>